Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to another episode of the Waffle Shop podcast today i'm joined but what i can already tell is going to be one of my new favorite people is podcaster entrepreneur property developer all-round legend ellie mckay welcome to the waffle shop oh my goodness thank you taylor you know what i think we'll just stick with all-round legend that is there we go. enough said but what else do we need to say that's literally i think that's what you should change your linkedin to be you just <laughs> forget all the other credentials just all-round legend well, I did have it, but the team keep changing it back. <laughs> oh, God. So restrictive. Why? <laughs> no. Sure, LinkedIn. You do what you want with it. <laughs> exactly. I'm with you. All round legend. Yeah, Chuck in mother of three to that. Three crazy children. Um, two puppies that you will probably hear. You know what? I'm going to be honest, right? This, this is a confession. They're not actually puppies. They're fully grown dogs but because they're small i just like to say that because they're feral yeah <laughs> very well trained you know what this is one of my new favorite words feral <laughs> because i don't know what it is it's coming into summer the sun's well, trying <laughs> to come out it's getting a little bit warm and there's certain songs at the minute that are just making me want to go feral well you know what when you've got kids the word feral tends to get used <laughs> yeah. a lot <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's just my house. <laughs> no, no, I think this is my mum would call me the same thing, to be fair. And <laughs> I'm 33. Um, how are you doing? How, how's things? Yeah, really good. Thank you. Um, everything's a roller coaster. I'm always saying the bigger you get, the bigger your 
challenges get but that's why i um i love to keep it real as well because social media just portrays a bit of a, a highlight reel and life can be challenging and it's really interesting by the way i'm not very good at small talk I always go I always go <laughs> straight in there with the deep stuff <laughs> my, my definition of success has changed so much over the last five years and it's because of that simple question that you just asked because firstly not enough people ask yeah. you know, other people how they are and the vast majority of time, they're not really interested in kind of listening to the answer. And whilst I'm a great advocate for personal accountability, no one's coming to save you. Ultimately, we do need to to do it for ourselves. I think that we also are in a time where there's a lot of division, there's a lot of hatred, and actually we need a lot more, this sounds really woo-woo, but we we do need a lot more love and compassion. But yeah. the, the reason I'm mentioning all of this when you've just asked a really simple question is because my definition of success now is very much based around um, not necessarily happiness, but peace of mind. It's, yeah. it's about being able to, it's not going to get easier. One of my favorite quotes is from a guy called Jim Rowan. And he said, don't wish it, don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better. So, whether wow. it's business, whether it's personal, I'm a great believer that like your business can only actually grow to the same extent that you do, which is why I, over the last few years, have completely flipped my whole personality, really. And I'm a lot more interested, by no means a guru in this space, but I'm interested in things like not just mental health, but physical health, spiritual health, you know, it's nutrition. All linked. It's all linked to that simple question, how are you feeling? Because usually, not always, but usually when the answer to that is not so great, there is normally something that perhaps I've let slide, which happens quite a lot because I'm a a, a bit of a do as I say, not as I do type at times, yeah. as, a, as we all are. But there is definitely, um, yeah, there's definitely been a shift in terms of how I view success and it's no longer defined by how many properties I've got or how much money I've got yeah. in the bank because I've I've done all that I've went from being on job seekers allowance to getting financial freedom and realized that actually I'm still having anxiety attacks the same things yeah. panic attacks I'm still bloody miserable I'm still struggling to to leave the house and there's been times outwardly it looks like my life's absolutely bloody amazing and I've felt like internally I'm just screaming and crying you know <laughs> Straight in there. I feel like you've just condensed the episode down into like a minute. So thank you for joining us. It's been a bullish happening. No, but honestly, it you literally you've hit the nail on the head. Like you there's I think this is what I love about kind of podcasting and getting into that kind of like the nitty-gritty of the the why behind it. Why are you not feeling hundred percent? And I resonate so much with the question mark around happiness i always thought like being successful would equal happiness like oh i've got all these incredible things like so i must be happy but then you know i'd get like an opportunity and i should be on cloud nine and i'm like but i don't feel happy yeah. it's not until i took that step away and it was like it was the happiness i was finding like the little moments like you know going out for dinner with like my friends going out like with my my sister and you know like that kind of thing I feel like that to me is where you really find those moments of happiness I don't think it's just a one size fits all like oh if I get to this point 
I'm guaranteed happiness. Because like you just said, you've you've lived the life, like you've gone from bottom to the top and you were still feeling those certain kind of the struggles, the anxieties, like as you were saying. So it, it just goes to prove like... So, but, but you know what you said, Zero? So, so you said something really interesting. Like what is the top? Because we see people, we see celebrities, true, yeah. we see um, influencers, we see actors, we see these people that are the epitome of success as we are conditioned to believe. They've yeah. got the multi-million pound mansions, the swimming pools, they've got the the beautiful bodies, whatever that means to you, the the, the six packs, the the abs, the designer clothes, the Bugattis, whatever else. They've got the flourishing careers. And yet we ha- we see so many, obviously not all the time, but we see so many of those people obviously feeling like they've got a huge void because we have, you know, such terrible issues with mental health and suicide and drug addiction and gambling and porn and everything else. And I just think it's really interesting how we have been programmed to believe that the top is a, a what what is the top? Because... Going back to what you just said there, you know, I've got my three somewhat feral children who I absolutely adore. They're absolutely amazing. And the highlight of my day, bar none, is at 7.30 when their alarms go off. They come back, they come into our bedroom. Husband and I, we get up a lot earlier than that. I've usually been out and done what I'm doing, my, my run, my ice bath, whatever else. Get my PJs back on, I get into bed at like quarter past seven with my hubby, with my black coffee. We get the, the dogs are piled up and then the kids run in 10 minutes later. And we have like 20 minutes every morning of just cuddles. It's just absolutely amazing. And like before, I was too busy chasing the next thing, the next thing, the next yeah. thing that I honestly didn't have the gratitude and the appreciation for the moment and and realizing actually the things that truly, truly make me happy are going out walking in the woods with a family. They're like doing snakes and ladders and Ludo on a Sunday night. They're sitting together and having that Sunday roast. And like, I'm not trying to make out like I'm some sort of monk and I'm not materialistic. I do like the nicer things as well. I agree in abundance in all areas of life, but I just think it's interesting that people perceive other people as getting to the top. And at the time when people were really starting to think that about me, I, I still felt very unfulfilled, very um, shallow, and I'd not actually taken the time to do the inner work. And I'm not necessarily Mm. talking about something deeply woo-woo here, but you do have to, like, we are sort of, just my own personal story is that, like, well, I was was papering over the cracks. I wasn't really taking the time to step back and think, what's going to fulfill me? What's my purpose? What am I trying to achieve and actually like a lot of people know me for property and the property development and I try not to talk about that too much because like I'm not even that um excited by it it's not it was a it was a vehicle for us to make money and it you know it got me off a job seekers allowance I'm very grateful for that vehicle but I'm in no way attached to property I'm just an entrepreneur my my passion's my podcast it's talking to people this is my university I learn I grow and now I'm in a position where I'm sharing value with hundreds of thousands and millions of listeners as well who really you know I'm not a Joe Rogan I'm not established I'm not experienced I'm not as um well developed that's what you are. You're an Ellie Mackay. I'm an Ellie Mackay. And pe- <laughs> people love the vulnerability. They love to come on the journey with you as, you know, someone who's not presenting myself, nor will I ever, as the finished article. I'm just as fucked up as everybody else trying to figure <laughs> out this game of life, you know? 
<laughs> straight in with the gold on I, I absolutely love you already but i need to start my show with something called the weekly well i mean we've waffled already <laughs> i'm on the right show <laughs> definitely on the right show the perfect guest but i do start each one of my shows with something called the weekly waffle and this is something that me and myself me and myself, me and my guests <laughs> have a little bit of a waffle about, you know, once we've got it off our chest, we feel a little bit better. Now, I feel like you might appreciate this one, but, you know, with, with your kind of work, I imagine you're incredibly busy. You know, there's a, there's a lot going on, but what really winds me up this week, um, I mean, I'll say this week, it's, it's Wednesday. <laughs> is it Wednesday? <laughs> it is Wednesday. <laughs> is the phone calls and if like if you've answered the phone and they don't quite hear you we have like a range of hellos <laughs> that we use just to make sure that someone can hear us i probably haven't articulated articulated that very well but it's like you know when you answer a phone and it's like you can't quite hear someone you're like hello 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 and i don't know why that i was literally listening to like someone didn't realize that i didn't answer the phone they left me a voicemail and I literally listened to about 30 seconds of someone saying, hello, 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 in a range of different voices and accents. <laughs> I'm just like, it's a voicemail. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's wound me up. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I resonate with that one. And I also love the fact that you're only getting to question one 17 minutes. I bet you're thinking, oh, fuck, we're really allocated now for this. I, I only said good morning. <laughs> oh, God. No, you are and now, the now you're asking me, guest. like, sorry, I, I cut you off. That was really rude. What did you say? No, I was just saying you're the perfect guest. The perfect, <laughs> perfect guest for the show that is was created for people to waffle. So. I, I, you know what? And, and I'm now thinking, how do I condense? Like, what, no, what annoys me? Okay, so let me tell you, it, the short answer is people. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I love and hate people. Uh, any poor measures? No, I really don't. It's, it's people not doing what they say they're going to do. And also, it's people not operating with integrity. And I could give you a million and one Ooh. examples of that in business where um, people project themselves in a certain way. Actually, when it comes down to transact with them they are not who they have um insinuated they don't have the funds that they say or the expertise etc etc but i'm going to give you a personal example because our house is currently on the market and people not turning up to viewings that have been confirmed i find that highly highly rude it's so rude because it's a, I don't know if you've ever sold your own home it's a military operation getting it tidy getting rid of all the clutter no one lives like that and if you do <laughs> like there's something wrong with you unless you've got like a living maid unless you've got loads of staff in which case yeah amazing if you're a normal person we have cleaners as well we're quite fortunate but I mean oh my god the house is still ransacked <laughs> So, so to get a little bit of order, have it looking like a show home for the viewing, to also make sure the kids are out of the house because they run amok, 
the dogs go mental. They're amazing. They're so protective. They hate anyone being in their house. So they just bark at anyone relentlessly that comes in, which is an issue for Ewan's. So to make sure that I'm out walking the dogs, the kids are somewhere else, the grandparents, the house is immaculate, for somebody to just not turn up, like to mm. me is absolutely disgusting. We actually had a couple do that. And then they got in touch a week later and asked for the viewing again. I was like, they're not allowed in our no. house. Like they're <laughs> under no. We actually had somebody who came for a second viewing. They then let us down for a third viewing. Um, again, same thing, just didn't show up. Confirmed booking, then put an offer in a week later. And I said to the agent, I'm not selling to them. I, I don't care wow. what the offer is. I said, I am not selling to people like that because they'd lied to the agent as well. They'd lied yeah. about their circle. And I was just like, they could have, they were proceedable. And one of my personal and company values is people over profits. And sometimes that's to my detriment. But I just think if you can do that now, if you can look us in the eye and lie to us about mm. something simple, then what's stopping you not acting with integrity as the yeah. sales? Further on down the line. Mm. I respect that. There you go. That's a beautiful waffle. Yeah, and and to be fair, that was quite concise for me. Yeah, Joella, I think that's the first question you've actually answered. <laughs> <laughs> I said I'm doing well. That's, that's true. That's true. You got. You get there. You get there. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I, I want to dive into now your journey because it is remarkable, and you know you are very open. You're very honest, and I, I gave like I get like I'm. I respect you so much more now. I mean, I did it anyway, but now like having this conversation with you and making this connection, I'm like, what a woman. Like, yeah, honestly, for, and to be fair, like I have a I have this thing anyway, because obviously I, I was raised by an incredibly strong woman. You know, it's the reason why I have the waffle shop. And so when I have these kind of conversations with like a mom who have that drive and that passion and that kind of, that grit to like put anything in my way, because believe me, it's it's going to be a stepping stone. It will never, ever be an obstacle. Like, I do have so much respect for. And so, speaking speak, I've just hyped this up now. Um, so <laughs> your, your journey, obviously, kind of in your words, like, how did that start? Because I know we kind of, there was a lot more before, like, you obviously were made redundant at that point. But, like, what made Ellie Ellie? Oh, yeah, I mean, great question. And and it's, it's where to start with it, really, because I was always, I mean, I was a bit of a tearaway as a yeah. teenager. I got into quite a bit of bother, a lot of underage drinking, mm. hanging around with the wrong crowd. I was actually in quite an affluent area, a good school, but, you know, yeah. I managed to kind of find the dregs of society <laughs> to, to kind of hang about with. We were going through a lot of personal trauma at the time. My mum and dad were going through a really um, nasty breakup. We were also on the verge of going bankrupt. Their business was going bankrupt. We wow. went from having a sort of beautiful, big, detached house and going on five-star holidays to bailiffs at the door to to repossess our things. So that wasn't great. My sister had uh, quite extreme mental health problems, so she was literally chopping her hair off and rocking in cupboards and getting sectioned wow. and this kind of all happened at the same time and I, I don't know what happened I can't remember a specific light bulb moment but one of the people in the crowd that I was hanging about with actually died from a drug overdose from wow. uh, from, from a heroin overdose and whilst I've um, you know I used to have a bit of weed or whatever as a, a teenager and I wasn't really you know into to anything more hardcore than that but I was looking at 
the people in my life and looking in the direction that they were going they you know they were all on benefits none of them worked they were constantly in and out in prison and it's that whole thing who you surround yourself with you become and I'd never done any sort of self-development at that point but I had enough about me somehow some sort of inner grit because I wasn't getting any support from my family. My mum and dad were both kind of having their own mental breakdowns. And, um, you know, I, I was... Kind of, you have to kind of have to be your own hero, don't you? Like, it's yeah. that, yeah, as sad as it sounds, it's kind of like no one is coming to save you. It's that kind of like you have to sometimes put that cape on yourself and be like, no, I'm, I'm going to do this. And, and as much as like I've got so much empathy for people with mental health, having been through it myself, and, and we'll come to that, you know, I've, I've been on the brink of suicide um, yeah. on a couple of occasions. So I don't want to sound like I'm not someone who acknowledges how serious these things can be. I do think if more people looked within for the answers as opposed to looking externally, they would perhaps be a lot less people that are on medication or are... Um, you know, taking decisions that, that ultimately are, are irreversible. So at, at that time, I, so I've been at college, I wanted to be a, a war correspondent. And um, I kind of realized that actually I couldn't go out there and, and do that straight away. I was gonna have to work in an office and like, make <laughs> for people and all of that. I was like, fuck this shit, like, this, is boring. <laughs> like, this is not what I signed up for. You know, I was learning how to do like shorthand and learning about law and all like, I was just like, what? Like, what is this nonsense? <laughs> so I, I was working at Burger King just part time and I decided I was going to go full time there. So, so the family are all going mental. You're going, not that there's anything wrong with that. But you know, they, they all saw me as somebody who was going to go out and achieve great things I was always quite like driven as a a child not necessarily academically but like I think it was quite obvious that had something Something about me yeah so anyway like I actually took great pleasure in pissing all the family off and and, like working (laughs) full-time at Burger King because again I realized very very early on it was quite anti-establishment anti like no not anti-establishment at that point anti-authority like who are all these people trying to tell me what to do like sort sort your own fucking life out because I was looking at them and they were all a mess you know like my mom my dad and stuff I'm like trying to give me business advice as I've got Bayless at the door I'm like fuck off you know (laughs) (laughs) with with, with love (laughs) fuck off with love (laughs) see you at Christmas (laughs) yeah it's it's like it's be careful who you take your advice yeah i love i love my parents but there are certain people and 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 learn a lot from uh, we can learn a lot from everybody but you know if you want to learn about business you go to someone who's got a successful business if you want to learn about fitness you go to someone who is fit you know it's it's kind of common sense so anyway how to ride a bike from someone who can't ride a bike would you is simple it's, it's, yeah, I mean, co- but common sense is not very common. <laughs> That's true, actually. <laughs> common sense is really not very common. But um, come, this is like the whole biography, like really quickly. So I, a friend of mine came into Burger King one day. And I was like, oh, what are you doing here? Because we're in the next sort of town. And she's like, oh, I work for this double glazing place around the corner. Um, like we get to talk to people all day. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you get paid, paid for that? Dog? This is my <laughs> dream. This is my dream. As you can imagine, like you've, you've known enough about me now to know I do not shut up. So I was just like, you get paid for this. So she told me she was on 40p an hour more than me. I was on £3.60. She was on £4. So I was like, this is a done deal. At my lunch break, I marched down. I went to see if they had any jobs. They did. And um, yeah, like that That was the kind of start of it. Um, there was a bit more that happened, but the very like short, version of that is I was really really good at outbound sales selling yeah. double glazing um it really built up my resilience a lot of life skills I think everyone should actually do it and um relationship building as well it was 
yeah, it, it was really good fun. And I got promoted very quickly. I found myself in a situation age 17 when I'd been promoted from assistant manager up to manager. And I was right. kind of like I was earning like a couple of grand a week in commissions and stuff like that. Suddenly, like everybody who was telling me that I was chucking my life away and I'd never amount to anything because I'm not oh. off to university and following the traditional path were like, like oh. Like, it's funny how money does that, isn't it, though? It's it's really like it's it's like kind of going back to what you said, like when we first started about like success equaling like money. So it's batshit <laughs> crazy. You know what's interesting as well, and I, I found this in later life because the, the the road to traditional success, if you like, it's not been straightforward. I've had money, I've lost money, I've had money, I've lost money. Like all it's like it is that's just been mm. the path, and it's very interesting seeing how people change towards you as you start amassing like wealth or properties or whatever. They see you yeah. building your brand. Like they see that I'm now connected to all these amazing high profile people through my podcast and like the power of association through that. It's very interesting that people who didn't give you the time of day before are suddenly like, oh, like Elliot, you people a message three years ago to come on a podcast that never replied. Now that they can see that I've got like these A-listers on, they're like, oh, sorry to get back to you. Blah, blah, blah. Here, here's <laughs> like my mobile. Six years number. later. <laughs> I always find this interesting I mean I'm nowhere near that kind of like thing but it's when I first started mine there was a lot of people like pointing and laughing I felt and it's now those people who are pointing and laughing are asking me how I did it and I'm like well you didn't give me the time of day or the respect when I kind of felt like I needed it and unfortunately, now I'm in a position where if you want to get to that point, you're going to have to earn my respect now. I know that sounds very like, oh, I don't like big headed and stuff, but like I can't, you don't get bigger by tearing other people down. And no. it's, I, I hate that feeling. You really, really don't. And, you know, whilst we can't say yes to every opportunity, like when um, like I was approached to come on your podcast and stuff and I'm like checking out your Instagram, I was like, this is a good guy. This is a guy that's got good Thank values, that got good vibes. And um, to me, it's not about how many downloads or whatever you're doing at the moment. It's about this guy's producing good content. Like he's um, he's on the right path. And I want to be part of something because you're going places. And and also, like, again, going back to the connection, relationships are the highest form of currency. So to me, this is like such a win-win a because I get to meet a new friend and someone yeah. that I can learn from and like hear about your stories as well if I would actually shut up long enough to let <laughs> you speak. No, we're here to talk about you because I, I do find you really fascinating and it is like... It's the lived experience for me. Like, I I just find it so fascinating how people go through life. And, you know, there's so many times when we're faced with these kind of difficult things that it's so easy just to give up. And there's been so many times when I've just wanted to throw in the towel. Like, this is just, I just can't keep going at this rate because I'm not getting this back. And then I'll have that one conversation with someone and I'm like, that's why you don't give up. You can do anything. You just cannot give up. You just have to keep going. You know what? I was just saying this to my daughter, actually. I strapped her out for a run. She's only 10. <laughs> and, um, you know, she 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 wanted to stop. And I says, look, you can slow down 
but you can't stop. You cannot ever stop. You don't get any points. It doesn't have to be zero to a hundred, but we do just always need to keep going. Yeah. Just one more step. Just one more step. And I've got quite a probably controversial view of goals because everyone's like, start with the end in mind and all of that kind of thing. Mm. Whereas I prefer to focus on the, the the process, becoming the best version of myself, becoming more efficient. So my, my end goal with the podcast, I used to say, oh, I want to be bigger than Joe Rogan. I want to be this one. And I realized I don't actually care. I need to focus on the here and now. I need to make sure that we're getting slicker at our video editing. We need to get yeah. better processes in place. We need to tighten up the onboarding. That We need to make sure we're putting a little bit more focus on the TikTok. Like we need to just be focusing on the here and now and getting a little bit better every single day and continuing with that momentum and and when you do that when you keep just trying to be better than you were the day before that's when you do attract opportunities and the compound effect of those small incremental changes is absolutely massive but the only thing that i think differentiates the in quotation marks successful people whether that's successful podcasters successful in whatever industry is the fact that we haven't given up because I can guarantee every single person has had a point where they're questioning their own sanity. They're thinking this is futile. What's the point? You have to be a certain kind of crazy to do what we do. There's setbacks in our property business. We've had billionaire investors back out and leave us with no funding for like 10 properties that are going through. We've had so many things happen to us time and time again. We've been screwed over by builders. We've lost tens of thousands of pounds if not more on like a development that the guy then um pulled the plug on like re yeah. just behaved in a really unscrupulous manner and yeah i'd be lying if i said that it doesn't impact you but ultimately these situations only have the meaning that we choose to attach to them and obviously it doesn't feel like that at the time but you learn a lot more about yourself from the hard times than you ever will from the mountain tops and and that is the reality and this is why i enjoy doing the podcast because you speak to people whether it's a best-selling author whether it's an olympic athlete or a world champion boxer it doesn't really matter. They've all overcome their own kind of adversity. They've all had times where they want to walk away. And it's very interesting to see, although everyone's got their own story, their own path, their own journey, what are the similarities? What are the common mm. denominators? Because no one just gets, no one who's achieved anything of any significance has done so without overcoming some serious obstacles. I absolutely love you. I felt like I want to clap. <laughs> no, I'm gonna clap. Honestly, though, you are literally speaking my language. And to be I, I kind of want to go back a little bit to that, um, you know, about those kind of like obstacles and stuff. And you mentioned there like a few things about like investors pulling out, builders, and I imagine there's like been life lessons along the way. How do you navigate those kind of like difficult moments? Like, is it that fire and like you kind of like, you know, it's a stepping stone or how, how do you yeah, get through that? Yeah, now, but like, I mean, <laughs> there's still the odd meltdown. Do you know what I mean? Like no one, no one's got all the fucking answers. It's just <laughs> nonsense. And I'm so sick of meeting people who outwardly project that they're a complete guru. And you speak to them and they're like cheating on their wife. Their business is actually like <laughs> on the verge of collapse or using bridging finance to pay the staff and like all of these things that you know and they're they're still taking money off people for training courses on how to live your best life you're like 
fuck off you know there's there's a lot of frauds out there smoke and mirrors and and i I don't want to be part of that that's why i say i i definitely have not got it all figured out and that's why i'm so interested in, in so much more than just business because like going going back then to i told you i got the high performance job like i was responsible for like 100 staff i relocated to yorkshire i was the area manager for the yorkshire region um Things were going great, but then life happened. My sister got really unwell again. My parents, they were, they were divorced at this point, but they were both struggling. And I needed a yeah. nine to five. I needed to be able to, when I worked in sales, I used to work Saturdays and Sundays. I needed something that I could get back to Scotland at the weekend and basically prioritize my family over my career. So I kind of left that environment completely and took a job working in recruitment at 16 grand a year. And it wasn't even enough to pay my rent. So I had to get a second job wow. in an evening just to be able to do that and um yeah it was a bit of a not necessarily a fall from grace but I started from the beginning all over again and had a few little career changes and worked my way up ended up working in the the prison service um in the education department in resettlement for nine years where I worked with offenders helping them to um rehabilitate to enhance their employability skills for the release and just help with yeah, I mean, it sounded great, but it became a paper pushing exercise as these things do. A lot of red tape, the way the prisons are run is like a complete joke. No one could actually make any changes because they've got so many different partners and yeah. um, like agencies in that like, and they change the governors every two seconds. It was just became a farce. A job that had been quite fulfilling was a complete farce. But I was also not tapping into any of that potential that I'd once had in my uh, late teens, early 20s, when I was into self-development, I was mm. listening to people like Tony Robbins. I became very disillusioned. I became very jaded. I thought that was a load of like woo-woo, happy, clappy bullshit just for American people. And, you know, I just just thought, what well, your thoughts can become your feelings. Like, what a load of bollocks. Do you know what I mean? And And that was me. I was a bit of a almost anti-personal development type mm-hmm. and, and and it probably is no coincidence that my life was kind of going not necessarily going to shit but my husband and I we, we still had that entrepreneurial spirit when we were in our early 20s we <laughs> this is it is <laughs> embarrassing but this is a true story we sat on a beanbag and we googled the best way to get rich quick and um, decided that property development was the way to do it. So we bought an off-plan property and um, the the sort of whole premise of it was well, we buy it, it gets built, it's worth significantly more than we paid for it. You flip it on the same day, you make like 100 grand profit. Uh, and this was all great. We didn't have any money to invest, so we got bank loans. We did all sorts of things just to get this property deal over the line. And Sadly, a few things happened, like the development got flooded. It was all postponed for a few years. Next thing you know, we're smack bang in the middle of the 2008 recession. The prop- Honestly, it was a nightmare. It should have been worth like 200 odd grand. It was worth like 60. It, it was a joke. Wow. They, the developers still wanted their money. They were threatening to come after us for the little assets we did have, like our second-hand cars and our like little semi-detached house you know in the arse end yeah. uh, Doncaster kind of thing and um, I, I pretty much had a, a mental breakdown there was no coping strategies there other than wine and tears anxiety depression medication heavy duty medication that would like have me literally falling asleep in the middle of dinner and things like that my solutions certainly didn't come from within at that point it was a lot easier for me to and, and hey by the way i'm not trying to have a pop at anyone taking antidepressants i'm just saying i wasn't looking at anything I if was it just, works it works if it doesn't doesn't everyone's like 
different when it comes to the medication side of things i think i i think like for me that yes like there will be people i'm sure who do benefit from it but i just don't think people should get prescribed medication until they've addressed the other areas of their life and, and i saw multiple doctors nobody was asking me how much i was drinking nobody was asking me about the shite i was eating whether i was exercising or you just sat listening to bbc lies every night depressing yourself with propaganda you know and negativity because bad news sells your worldview becomes very jaded if you're watching it's the, the news. quick fix generation isn't it yeah that's what it, it is it's it just is. literally that's the problem take a pill for it and fix it and so to be fair there's a certain level I, I i agree with that because i've been on sertraline i've been on citalopram and it's just kind of it, it didn't work with my body it wasn't until i started like journaling going on like on longer walks making the connections i was making that's when i noticed my i think that's had more of a profound kind of impact on my mental health than any tablet ever did yeah, but that's not very profitable, is it? True. That's not a multi-trillion dollar industry. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Look at us getting all... <laughs> well, I'll, I'll have a good conspiracy theory, but, 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 but so, so to answer your time, like what we... Based, so we, we managed to... Uh, question, sorry, not answer your time. <laughs> um, we... we so we, we completed on this property deal, right? I don't know how, by hook or by crook, we came up with the, the capital, we like big board and stole and we did what we said we were going to do. It's one of those things, I think when your back's against the wall, Tony Robbins, um, well, I don't think it was Tony Robbins, actually, it was a Fernando Cortez or something like that. There was a, a story, uh, Burn the Ships, and they, I'll butcher it, I'll butcher all these stories, but you'll get the gist <laughs> of it. So so basically, the um, they went with the army to go and capture this island and to take it over and when they got there it became very apparent that they were like massively outnumbered the soldiers did not want to go and do it they were like this is just going to be certain death we want to go back home this is madness so he burnt the ships he he, he sunk them and he's like well you're gonna have to fight now lads because yeah. failure is not a fucking option and um yeah that was kind of like what it was for us but it wasn't without its toll and yeah that that's sort of around the time that was going on to the medication 
I very much at that point in my life needed the nine to five. I had no interest in being an entrepreneur. I was actually very risk averse after that whole experience. I wanted to know when I was getting paid. I wanted to know how much I was getting paid. And, you know, that's why arguably this this crazy world of business isn't necessarily for everybody. We need yeah. everyone in every role, don't we? And yeah, at that point, my husband went up on to sort of build his electrical business, but for me, I was quite happy doing something pretty mundane. I didn't need to think about too much, come home, switch off. And it wasn't until, as you quite rightly said, I got made redundant, which was 2018, um, that I kind of, this fire started to ignite in me. But j just another little thing to mention to the, the listeners as well, because even even that wasn't you know, we didn't, we didn't just go from 2010 to 2018 without drama. 2016, our electrical business was literally an inch away from bankruptcy. Uh, we had 18 lads working for us at the time, 18 Sparkies. There was a national contractor that went bust um, in a very unscrupulous way as well. They knew they were going bust and they continued to to use a lot of companies like ourselves and um, feed off our resources. And then they went under and it came down to the wire whether or not we were going to keep trading. My husband and his business partner knew that we weren't going to get the money and they made a decision there and then to go to the bank before it was common knowledge we weren't going to get this money and to take out a bank loan to make sure that those 18 lads got paid. And they knew that by wow. doing that, that could be the thing that toppled the full house of cards. And and thankfully they didn't. But I, I like to mention that story because at the time, if anyone's listening to this who has been through a situation where they went bankrupt or they've nearly went bankrupt, you're worried about being able to pay the bills and maintain the family home, there's not a feeling like it. You know, you're literally waking up in the night with cold sweats, with heart palpitations. Um, my husband, he's never been someone who's prone to anxiety and mental health in the same way that I have. But he, he was he was having really what would now class as panic attacks panic when attacks. he's struggling to breathe and the heart's going in the night and he, he's not sleeping, it's insomnia. And it was just the worst worst time i was also signed off work at this point because i'm pregnant with my second daughter isabella in hindsight it was probably stress related but i was in extreme pain and discomfort throughout the pregnancy yeah. um i was at a lot higher risk of miscarrying i was in and out of hospital the full time and i was bed bound they actually thought i had crohn's disease which i absolutely wow. don't but that was that was the sort of um, thinking at the time and um all this is happening whilst we're on the brink of bankruptcy. And it was just the most horrendous, horrendous time. And when our daughter Isabella was born in the midst of all the chaos, she was like our little beacon of light. Yeah. It was it was still a really dark time. And nobody knew, like some of my closest friends knew we were going through shit. But even then, you know, I I was still life and soul of the party. I would still put a smile on if we were meeting for a coffee or for a play date. And they had no idea that in order to get to go to that cup of coffee, I might have been laid in the fetal position, like crying yeah. and shaking an hour before. So it's it's interesting the perceptions we have of other people. And um, three months after Isabella was born, we're still kind of very much going through all this shit. You know, the, the shit storm's not passed yet. <laughs> My husband, we, we had a conversation. We've got two beautiful girls. Um, we're like, okay, our family's complete. 
let's um, book you in for the SNPs. So he had his consultation on the Monday for the vasectomy. And on the Friday before, the Friday before his appointment, we found out I was pregnant <laughs> with my third and definitely final beautiful little boy Samuel so you know at the time and by the way oh my god thank you god thank you universe for giving me such a beautiful gift but you know at the time you're like come on what else can you chuck <laughs> at me else. what, what else? else what else is there so when I got made redundant in 2018 I was still on maternity leave with yeah. Sam so it really that was kind of symbolized the end of that life in the beginning yeah. of my new life. So there's something quite powerful in that, isn't there? Because it's kind of like you could have sat and you dwelled on that, like, you know, what are we going to do next? But Javel, uh, I think you said it with Isabella, you said her na name was like that little beacon of like hope at that time. And then I imagine, was it a similar feeling when obviously you found out about like, Bob well, now who became Sam, like it was that like, okay. no, no, that oh, was no, like, no. That... <laughs> Full transparency. I'm, I'm, I have postnatal depression. Like we're trying not to go bankrupt. You know, I've already got a newborn baby who's not sleeping. I was fucked in the head. Like I was totally fucked in the head. Wow. My husband was going for a vasectomy. Like the, and, and you know, I've got to be careful. I word this. My son might listen to this at some point in the future. He is the biggest blessing. You know, I don't necessarily know if I believe in God. I certainly believe in the universe, but yeah. someone was looking out for me. Somebody gave me the most beautiful gift that you can ever give another human being. And he is the apple of my eye. But I have to be honest wow. at the time, like I remember ringing my dad up Bear in mind, everyone knows I'm batshit crazy. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm clearly mentally unwell. You know, I, I was uh, not in a great place. And um, I'm ringing my dad up. Isabel is three months old. And I was like, I'm crying. I was like, God, I'm pregnant. He's like, oh, darling, you've had the baby. <laughs> oh, no. No, this is another one. Oh. Oh, God, God. Wow. <laughs> Unreal. Unbelievable. But, but, you know, like I genuinely could not be happier with my, my life situation now. But, and, and I do believe everything happens for a reason. But I have to be honest about how I felt at the time as well, because it's the same as when I'm I'm talking about the hard, any other hardships in life mm. or business that I've learned the most powerful lessons from. It would be very disingenuous to say to me when you, you fucking lose out on a multi-million pound deal or, you know, something really tragic happens in your life. You're like, oh, brilliant, great. What what lessons am I going to get from this? Yeah. That, that comes from time. That comes from not just mindset, but trying to build your emotional intelligence as well and really trying to not necessarily turn negatives into to positive. These all sound really cheap, but turning pain into power and thinking, right, okay, there, there's always lessons that can be learned. 100%. You know, how can we mitigate? Sometimes it's something that's totally out of your control, but if it's not, how can we mitigate against this happening again? How can we improve? How can we get better? How can we... Um, take ownership of this because if we don't take ownership if you're in victim mentality as I was for many many years you are basically outsourcing your happiness to somebody else oh well they did this or they should have done that my boss promised me a promotion this should have happened you know that's not fair I, I've done x and I should have got y and that person's been doing this two minute and look at the opportunities they're getting if you're in that frame of mind you're really not 
asking the right questions. That's just the reality. I've had a week of people letting me down just now. And my husband went to have a bit of a rant. We were in the car driving somewhere yesterday. And he's like, what about such and such? So much for they've always said that if we needed X, they would deliver Y and do, 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 do. And I was like, look, we need to realize nobody on this earth owes us anything. Yeah. Okay. We just need to make sure that we live life by our values. We do what we say we're going to do. That's important to us. And you know what? That person hasn't done anything wrong. They've just not lived their life in accordance to the values that they've projected. And we learn from that. We know not to put trust in that person again and perhaps are not as open in terms of how we conduct ourselves and the information we share moving forward. But ultimately, they can do them. We'll do us. I use that as motivation because although we're not meant to really talk like this because we're all meant to be you know, self-development experts and all that. That's fucking motivation for me. I'm like, you know what? Whatever you achieve in life, that's my motivation to achieve a little bit more. I love it. You're absolutely spot on. And you know what? It is so refreshing to have someone on the podcast who has this kind of like mentality. And it's not like... (laughs) I don't want to say it because it sounds bad on like on other guests that I've had on. It's not that at all. It's just it's just really refreshing to have that because there's sometimes when I, what you've just said, I've wanted to scream mm-hmm. like at the top of my lungs and just been like, right, get your shit together. Like you know, we've all had those days and those moments where we 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 are we do play the victim. It's very easy to say like, why isn't this happening to me? Why is this happening to that person? When you know, it's that kind of saying of like, good things happen to bad people, or bad things happen to good people. Like, things happen at the moment they're supposed to happen. When whether you're good or bad, it's about you and how you navigate through that good situation, how you navigate through that bad situation. It's just hey. like, come on, you just, you just keep going regardless of what's going on around you. But you know what as well? Like, I think it's about not trying to be something we're not. Like, I, So I've been in situations where something shit's happened and I've got basically somebody telling me to to change my state. And I I just think, stop being a villain. Like, if something shit's happened, I'm allowed to feel shit and I yeah. want to give other people permission to feel shit if something horrendous is going on in your life, you are not going to be super duper motivated all the time. It's okay not to be okay. Where I differ from you know, a lot of the messages that are shared on social media, it's not okay to stay there. Like it isn't. You have to take action to get yourself out of that. But if something really bad happens to me, if we take a knock or a blow, which inevitably happens to all of us, I don't want to change my fucking state. I might want to the next day, but maybe I want to just go and binge eat on a pizza, sedate to Netflix without being told to go for a fucking run and listen to Tony Robbins. I'll do that the next day, but the difference is I will do that the next day. But do you know what I mean? If I want to go home and pour myself a glass of fucking wine and have a cry or a shout or whatever else, then that is okay too. That is real life. That is normal. People are trying to compare themselves to a false reality. That is the truth. And if there are people out there who get really, really shit news and they just want to go on an ultra marathon and get in the race, that's great for them too. But that's not a one size fits all. Like it is normal to feel anger, resentment, jealousy, pain. You know, of course, we don't want to live in those states. We then want to try and internalize some of those emotions and make sure we can improve on them for the future. But come on, we're all human just trying to do our best here, you know? 
my cheekbones are actually like hurting <laughs> from like yes <laughs> i feel like a nodding dog i feel like i'm like i feel like i'm on like on a one-to-one kind of like <laughs> i don't know what it is it's like it's a seminar like, yeah oh. that's the one <laughs> I'm like, yeah. i'm like the alternative tony <laughs> robbins you know <laughs> oh. no but do you know what though i feel like this one makes you so relatable because there's no kind of there's no hiding anything like you know like what you see is what you get and i think whether it's like business whether it's kind of you know from a personal point of view it's just proof that being 110% yourself one it's okay to be yourself but two like look at where it can take you it's so powerful and, and you know what i think it's accepting that not everyone's going to like you because most of us if we're being truly honest regardless of what little memes we share on social media mm. about fuck what people think most of us do actually care what people think and it's quite a um difficult thing to detach you know to remove your ego but actually like when i look back when i started my social media journey i was trying to be all things to all people and mm. In truth, I'll hold views that you don't agree with. You'll hold views I don't agree with. We don't have to agree with every single view of each other's to be friends, to respect each other, to, you know, work well together. And that's where that authenticity, I think, comes in. Because somebody will listen to this and they'll be like, oh, I really like the 80% of that. But yeah, I think like she was talking a bit of bollocks, so the other 20%. And, and that's absolutely fine. You can have the meat without the bones. I do when I listen to audiobooks or when I'm interviewing guests a bit like yourself, I'm like, oh, I really respect how that person's done that and uh, the disciplines that they have around their fitness. Mm, I don't think I necessarily like, resonate with your work-life balance mm. or the way that this person does that. And nor do I need to you know it's for the listeners as well to to discern which parts from which people they want to to take and implement but you know I I do think that for me one of the things that was damaging uh, to my mental health when I was trying to rebuild in 2018 was that comparison like I thought you know as a lot of people do that everybody else was so much further on and if we could all spend, and I'm a bit of a hypocrite with this as well, but a bit less time on social media fixating on what other people are doing and a bit more time focusing on what, what really matters, which is ourselves, our families, our own journeys, our, our you know, spiritual, mental, physical health, financial wealth, um, adding value. And, and another thing, <laughs> so, so everyone talks about what is your why, okay? Like, I found that really... Um, no, I don't overwhelming. I, I don't know. I used to give answers to that that were probably disingenuous because yeah. what's your bigger purpose? You need to be working on something that's that's bigger than you to really motivate yourself to get up. And it's like at the time, a very like in 2018, I just wanted to get off benefits. Like I just wanted to know I had enough money in the bank to pay my mortgage and to feed my kids and, and to take us on holiday or whatever one, once a year. Like that was my why. That was my motivation. It wasn't to like eradicate world hunger or anything like that. And I think a lot of the time, and then, like I said before, I realized when I got to a certain amount of properties that, that, okay, that's not the definition of success. I am still very miserable. And when you're miserable, when you're anxious, when you're depressed, you're not the best version of yourself. You're not the best mom. You're not the best wife. You're not the best friend. You're not the best business person. You're not the best leader. And actually, when I stopped trying to be all things to all people and talking about my my, my passion, you say, I want, I want a hotel in space. I want this. I want, you know, I, I, I want to build schools and I want to do all this stuff. And I'm not saying like, that's not important but again really 
I, I think people's why should just be getting themselves into optimal energy, being the best version of themselves. Because the reality is, unless you've got financial security, unless you've got good energy because you're mentally and physically in good shape, then you're probably not going to be in a position to make that contribution to the wider world anyway. So rather than fucking talking about world peace, why don't you sort your own shit out? <laughs> That's the soundbite. <laughs> No, it's, it's true. I think when Jere, you you kind of hit the nail on the head again, and um, when you said about like the you know what is your why, you know find your why. Some days for me, that why is just getting out of bed, making my bed. Yeah. That's enough sometimes for me. And whereas beforehand, it was like I need to think of some bullshit answer that I need to be doing something incredible. I yeah. need to be doing this incredible thing. Some days it is literally just just being (laughs) you know what so again another i think this is why this podcast is flowing so well because you're you're just on the same sort of wavelength as me so 2018 is when we started our property journey and uh, got ourselves educated started getting into self-development um getting around people like grant cardone went to his like 10x conference um Actually, we sat with him having dinner that night. It was amazing. We got to go out for lunch with him the next day. Started leveling up with my network. Really started um, feeling quite empowered, buying properties. So I decided, in my infinite wisdom, that I was going to come off all my medication. But I wasn't going to do it the proper way. I wasn't going to speak to my doctor. I didn't need to speak to my doctor. I was just going to come off. Like, this is heavy, hardcore medication. Came off it all right came off it all cold turkey and it, le- it left me feeling suicidal so outwardly um, I'm starting to build up this presence on social media getting hundreds of likes getting my validation because that's that's all that matters getting my validation on social media and actually behind the scenes I was genuinely struggling to get out of bed and success for me I remember it vividly at that time success for me I just like I'd throw myself cookies I'll be like, right, well, you don't need to get changed. Don't. This is my internal dialogue. Don't worry about getting changed. There's no need to get changed. Why don't you just brush your teeth? Just get out of bed, get to the ensuite, brush your teeth. If that's all you do, then that, that's all right. You're winning. And I get up and I'll be like, right, okay, I can do it. I can do it. And I brush my teeth. And then once I brush my th- teeth, you know, I build it up. Maybe not that day, but maybe the next day I'm like, well, just get your joggers on. You don't need to leave the house, but just get your joggers on. You can go back to bed if you want, but put your joggers on and then you've got the option. And then I get my joggers on and then, you know, I throw myself another cookie. Just get down, maybe make yourself some food because you, know, you don't look after yourself properly when you're depressed. And that was my definition of success. Every day I was ticking one of those things off my list. That was success. That that was success. But you know what's really interesting as well? I never stopped posting on social media. I never stopped building my brand. If it was one thing I had to do in a day that was non-negotiable, it was my LinkedIn post at that time. Yeah. To, to keep, You know, we were saying before about you can want to stop, you can be in a really bad place, you can slow down to the point where you're, you're like virtually stopped, but you're not quite fully stopped. And for me, that was the thing that kind of kept going and, and kept going. And so many people start things in life, whatever it is, 
personally, professionally, not everyone's goal is to be a multimillionaire. That's not what I'm talking about. But they start things and when the going gets tough, they stop. Or, you know, we mentioned before, we, we're sort of in an era, everyone wants that instant gratification, whether it's going to the doctors to get the magic tablet or whether it's setting up a business and waiting for the first seven-figure check to land in their bank, bank account. And, and whether it's getting off medication, whether it's setting up a business, whether it's achieving something in fitness or running a marathon, that only comes from doing the work, putting in the reps, putting systems in place to to gradually improve and, you know, keep keep going and, and keep going and keep going. And um, yeah, as much as not everyone needs to be a massive high flyer with millions of pounds in the bank, I do think we all need to, um, appreciate the work that goes in even to like setting up a podcast like I'm a podcaster I know what it involves and you're going to continue to to grow you'll start maybe doing more in person you'll if you've not already you know you then go, you go your YouTube your TikTok your paid membership sites you're going to be doing Patreon are you going to do you know a book are you going to start you know getting publicity in magazines like there's so many different things that go on to make a success of something that might outwardly seem mm-hmm. really simple so yeah i've went off in a few tangents here no i just do you know what though like i i've kind of lapped up every word that you kind of said today and i feel like you've kind of given me so much reassurance that you know those days when it does does get tough and there's been days especially with the podcast where i've wanted just like you know what you know how much work goes in and it's literally a one-man operation and it's like do you know what i just can't do it but it's just this conversation especially has been one of those conversations for me to be like, you're on the right track. What you're doing matters, not only to me, but to other people as well. Like oh. you, you're incredible. And I have mm. so much respect. I could sit and talk to you all day. I've literally lapped up, but I'm literally, literally looking at the time thinking like, right. We're only on question two. <laughs> it's question two. But to be okay. So to kind of round it off then, the one final question, what advice would you give to someone who may be not necessarily from a business point of view, it could be personal, like who is in that position where they, you know, they, they don't know what the next step is, Like, what advice would you give to them to kind of keep going? Well, so funnily enough, I was talking about my, my, to my husband about this. I think one thing, there's many things that I can get better at, but one thing I'm quite good at we we call it going balls deep you know there there is a tendency for all of us in particular high performance people to fixate on an idea or this is what you need to do next and then just go all in and actually sometimes we need to step back and make sure that our ladders against the right wall because taking i see this time and time again a lot of people taking massive action but they're taking the wrong action and they have not allowed themselves any time when they're taking this mass action to identify that it's the wrong action because they're they're so busy and you know it's really interesting because you said earlier I'm sure you're super busy and things and of course I work hard you know I'm I'm, I am building businesses I'm doing things I'm, I'm managing a team and things like that but I'm not as busy as people think that I am because I leave a lot of time like thinking time my creativity does not come from working 14 hour days we all have our own definition of work because some of my best ideas come on a 
two-hour dog walk or something like that. And I come back and then I'm like, okay, the brain's going. I'm firing off voice notes to my business partners, right? I've got this idea. Let's do this. Let's do that. So I think it's um, it, it's actually finding a little bit of, of stillness, really, to just... Because you almost ask two different questions. Like, it's, it's how do you know that you're doing the right thing? And then how do you not stop? So it, it's kind of two different answers. Don't rush into things. Don't necessarily do what everyone else is doing. But maybe step back and look at who's further down the path that you want to travel and start getting around people like that. Not people that are talking the talk, but people that are actually walking the walk. Because... Surrounding myself with people in my life who are way more advanced in every area. If I want to, like I got challenged to run a half a marathon a couple of years ago, I couldn't even run a bath. But if I had just said that to my normal group of people, they'd be like, bloody hell, a half marathon. Like, oh my God, even doing a 5K is a lot for like my my sort of non-fitness group of friends, you know, as it was for me. So I knew I had to get around with people that were doing back-to-back triathlons and running 100 miles without stopping people that were going to make my goals look very manageable and also like not allow me to dramatize the fact that because in my head I'm like the biggest hero going just for going out in any sort of jog or run you know so surrounding yourself with people like that if you want to learn about business you need to get around millionaires you need to get around multi-millionaires you need to get around billionaires because they talk in a different way they're very positive they're very solution focused what are they focusing on again what are the the common denominators what are the attributes you know a question that I asked myself right at the very start when I looked in that accountability mirror, it wasn't what did I need to do in order to become a success? The question that I asked myself was who do I need to become in order to be a success? You know, what does success look like to me? Well, it's someone that's confident. It's someone who's knowledgeable. It's someone who presents themselves well. It's someone who's well-connected. It's, some, you know, and all of these things. And I scored myself. I literally scored myself against all these points and the reality was you can't bullshit yourself I was underperforming in all areas so it wasn't what do I need to do to launch my business or to raise millions of pounds investment or whatever it's who do I need to become and that's probably the best answer I can give you because if you want to run a marathon it's going to be different uh, disciplines and habits that you need to somebody who's looking to build their business but you are going to need to build those disciplines and those habits nonetheless and you know for for people who are thinking about quitting which was the second part of the question then you know ultimately this is this is what the difference between success and failure is Winston Churchill famously success is famously said the success is bumbling from one failure to the next without any loss of enthusiasm how many of us can resonate with that? A winner is just somebody who's failed that's tried one more time. No one can do that for you. But just know we've all been there. We've all had the struggles. The bigger you get, the bigger your challenges. It's not something that, again, and this is why I'm very transparent, you don't get to the top of the mountain and think, yeah, brilliant, made it. uh uh, uh. You just have further to fall, potentially. You just have more money to lose on the deals. You know, you just have bigger problems to solve. That's the game of life. That's the fun in it. But it's all about perspective. A situation only has the meaning that you choose to attach to it. And if that's not the game you want to be in, make sure you set your goals accordingly so that you're achieving your own definition of success. Fucking brilliant.
absolutely brilliant. I literally forgot <laughs> where I was, <laughs> what I was doing then. And I was so fixated on everything that you've just said. I feel like I really needed to hear all that today. Oh, you know that saying as well. Who says it? Is it um, that I forget? But when the student is ready, the master will appear. That always works for me. The right people always seem to come into my life at the right time. Oh, completely. It's like it always goes back to that kind of like I don't know. It was one of those things like I saw like on social media, and it was like the relationship that came to an end needed to end. That friendship that needed to end needed to end that business that you needed to start needed to start whatever it is and it's it's that mentality of like what's meant to be will never ever pass you by yeah my gags used to say that god bless her she used to say what's for you won't go by you pay homage to my gaga there <laughs> you have been an absolute bouter of a guest to waffle with i'm pretty sure we could have done a part six seven eight nine, we might get through all those questions if we <laughs> exactly. the notes i made apps didn't need them <laughs> didn't need... but no honestly it's it's incredible what you do you're incredible i love on a mission the podcast like you have waff... you waffled no that's my that's my brand <laughs> you have obviously dived into the nitty-gritty with like people from all like walks of life and it's incredible like it is so empowering and exactly what people need so if you haven't listened well listen to this episode first and obviously if you like what you heard go and listen to on a mission because it is it's phenomenal the conversations that are being had and it's stuff that you know I, I love to learn and I think there's bits and bobs that I've took away from the podcast and even today that I know for a fact I'm going to apply to my life so Thank Can you. I just say as well, your energy is amazing. I um yeah, I've done quite a few interviews as you can imagine. And this is definitely one of my favorites. So I've got high hopes for your podcast. Yeah. I know you're already smashing it, but I also know that you're only scratching the surface in terms of where it's going and what you're capable of. So really looking forward to watching your journey too. Love it. Thank you for joining me for a waffle. Thank you. <laughs> 
You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.